Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshane, Kumasi. In life, we all face problems, adversity, opposition. Today's message will be an encouragement to you. The title of the message is, Focus on God, Not the Opposition. Today's message, I hope, will be an encouragement to you. I want to teach you something uh, that will help you if you'll practice it. You'll obey it, and I believe it'll encourage you. We're going to start Romans chapter 8. The Bible says in verse 31, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Paul was a man who in his service for God had undergone, experienced many, many difficulties, gone through and faced much opposition and much enemies. He had been jailed, he had been stoned, he had been beaten, uh, he had been left for dead, he had suffered much for Christ and for the gospel. And as he's talking to us here, he says, look, who shall separate us from the love of God, the love of Christ? He says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Living the Christian life is a battle. It's a mental war. It requires us to submit to good, and to oppose evil. We have enemies. It's not just a simple, easy thing to live the Christian life. It's a simple, easy thing to get saved and trust Jesus, but it's not a simple, easy thing to live the Christian life. There will always be opposition when you try to represent God. There will always be critics when you represent God. There will always be doubters when you preach his message. And there will always be enemies that rise up to oppose you when you go out on the battlefield to represent God. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter number 2, the Bible says this in verse 9 and 10, Then I came to the governors beyond the river, gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains unto, unto the uh, captains of the army and horsemen with me. When Sanballat and the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Now if you're not familiar with this story, Nehemiah was a Jew and the the children of Israel, uh, around the year 586 B.C., 
uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Babylonian Empire, had come against Jerusalem and taken captive many people and carried them off into captivity. And we're now, several decades later, many years later, and Nehemiah had been born in captivity in the land of Babylon. And he had come up as a Jew living outside of the nation of Israel in the land of Babylon, which is now today the modern country of Iraq. And he had risen uh, to a position of being the king's cupbearer. He was like a right-hand man to the king of what is now the Mede and Persian Empire. And he had gotten permission to travel and go back to his homeland of Israel, even though he had never lived there. He had, been, he had been, gotten permission to go back to Israel and to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And he had gotten not only permission, but he got the blessing and the support of the king. And the, the king of the Mede and Persian Empire was the supreme authority in the world that day. Humanly speaking, he was the biggest king, the most powerful king in the world. And he had been given, Nehemiah was given letters of authority from the king to travel and to be able to do what he was doing. And yet, he still faced opposition. When he got there, these two men, Sambalat was one man's name, he was a Horonite, and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, when they heard that this man had come to seek the welfare, the welfare of the children of Israel, they did not like it. And they wanted to stop him. They wanted to keep him from doing his work. And in your life, when someone finds out, when the world finds out that you are for God, that you're trying to seek the welfare of the children of God and the welfare of the lost people of this world, when you're trying to represent God, somebody's not going to like it. And somebody's going to oppose you. Nehemiah had the opposition of Sambiat Sambalat and Tobiah. David had the opposition of the Philistines, namely Goliath. And in this battle to do good, to serve God, you and I are going to face opposition. Sometimes that opposition will come from the ones that you love. It may be from your own family. And you must learn how to deal with opposition or you will not be successful. You must learn how to deal with adversity or you will not be successful. You will be sidetracked in your mission. Today I want to share just one truth that will help you not to get sidetracked by opposition, by your enemy, by those who are against you, by those who oppose you. You must stay focused on the right thing. Or the right person. When you stay focused on the opposition, you will likely become discouraged. 
The truth is you have to stay focused on the right person. Because when you get focused on the opposition, you will fail. You need to stay focused on the one who is for you, not on those who are against you. That's why so many people fail. They get caught up into the enemy and what the enemy's saying, what the opposition's saying, instead of focusing on what God is saying. You see, in the verses we read earlier, it said, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? See, that's focusing on the one who's for me, not the one who's against me. David, when he ran out on that field and he took his sling and he wound it and he wound it and he let it fly. And when he slew Goliath, he didn't have that victory because he was focused on Goliath. He had that victory because he was focused on God. Everybody else was focused on Goliath. Everybody else was going, he's a giant. He's 10 feet tall. He's, his spear weighs as much as I do. This man is huge. He's unbeatable. Not David. David wasn't focused on Goliath. David was focused on how big his God was. And David got the victory. Stay focused on who's for you, not on who's against you. God has said, who shall separate you from the love of Christ? And the answer is nothing. Nehemiah had his opposition and these, these men, uh, Sanballat and Tobiah, and another man named Geshem. What did he do? Well, the Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 2, that Sambalat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. So the Bible tells us these men wanted to talk to Nehemiah, but Nehemiah knew they wanted to do mischief. They wanted to do evil. Verse number 3, And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I'm doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. They just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And Nehemiah kept his focus on the task at hand. He kept his focus on God and what God had asked him to do. He did not get caught up into those that were trying to do him evil. He didn't get caught up in the opposition. He didn't stay focused on the enemy. He stayed focused on God and his work. Just like David stayed focused on the Lord, not the giant Goliath. Why? Because he knew his God is bigger. But sometimes when we get our focus on the opposition, 
we get our focus on the problem, when we get our focus on the adversity, then the problem and the enemy starts looking bigger than God. And that's when we fail. Joseph, from the Old Testament, one of the 12 sons of Isaac, um, Jacob, one of the 12 sons of Jacob, he was hated by his brothers, sold into slavery, but he kept his focus on God. Could you imagine the emotional and mental turmoil of being betrayed by your own brothers and sold into slavery, not knowing that you'll ever see any of your family again? What did he do? He stayed focused. You can read that story in Genesis chapter 38 and 39 and 40. He stayed focused on the God that he knew. And the Bible says God was with him and he prospered. Peter, the great Peter, the disciple, he's one of my favorite Bible characters. He was in the ship. Jesus came walking on the water. And Jesus said, hey, Lord, bid me come unto you. He was focused on Jesus. He was looking at Jesus. And Jesus said, come. And Peter stepped out of the boat. And as far as we know, the only man other than Jesus that walked on water was Peter. And he began to walk on the water because he was focused on Jesus. And then the Bible says the winds, the waves were there and Peter got focused on the waves and he began to sink. He was focused on what was against him and when he got focused on what was against him, he began to fail. We have to stay focused on God, not the opposition. Moses faced the murmuring and the complaining of the Israelites. And when he got focused on their complaints and their murmuring, he got mad and he smote the rock the second time and he got in trouble with God. And he didn't get to go into the promised land because he got focused on the complainers instead of focusing on the promiser, God himself. The Jews were conspired against by wicked Haman, Haman, the right-hand deputy to the, the king, he had convinced him to send out a decree that all the Jews would be destroyed. You find this story in the book of Esther. And somebody stayed focused on God and didn't focus on Haman. Her name was Esther, the queen. And she went in to the king and she said, if I perish, I perish. But she trusted in God and God delivered the Israelite people. Jesus faced the Pharisees, but he didn't allow them to get him off focus. John the Baptist faced Herod, but he stayed focused on God. Paul faced the Jewish council, but he stayed focused on God. He didn't let the Jewish council 
frustrate him and get him out of the will of God. And on and on and on and on it goes in the Bible. When you focus on who is against you more than you focus on who is for you, you will have a problem. What's got you down today? What's got you discouraged today? Is it a person? Is it a problem? Whatever's got you discouraged, whatever's got you down, you need to get your focus back on God. Maybe you don't know God very well. You need to get to know God. Maybe you've known God, but you've gotten astray from God because you got your focus on the problem or your focus on the enemy. Get your focus back on God. He has promised never to leave you nor forsake you. He has promised that nothing could separate you from His love. If God be for us, who can be against us? No matter what the challenge, you can succeed if you'll stay focused on God. Are you listening to me today? I hope you are, because we don't have to be discouraged. Listen, everybody gets discouraged at some point, but we shouldn't stay discouraged. Getting discouraged is human. Staying discouraged is sin. Seeing that an enemy exists is human. Focusing on the enemy is a lack of faith in God. Get your focus where it belongs. Get in God's Word and read it and study it and memorize it and serve the God who saved you and dedicate yourself to the God who saved you and focus on the commands that He's given you. And when the opposition comes in your heart, you'll be able to laugh and not be worried because your focus is on somebody bigger than your enemy, somebody bigger than your problem, and that's God. I thank God today that I, with joy, can be focused on the task at hand because I'm focused on God. I've had many enemies in the ministry. I've had much opposition in the ministry. I've had many lies told about me, but I've kept my focus on God, not on the enemy. Because God can take care of me. My job is to take care of his business, not to take care of myself. My job is to stay encouraged by focusing on him, not discouraged by focusing on everything going on around me. Be like Nehemiah. Be like the Apostle Paul. Be like Jesus Christ when he set his face like a flint on the cross and he determined to go to the cross and die for your sin. Be like Peter. Be like John the Baptist. Be like Joseph. Be like Daniel. When they wanted to throw him in a lion's den and told him not to pray and threatened that they would throw him in a lion's den. What did Daniel do? He stayed focused on God and he said, you know what? I'm going to pray anyway because the God I'm praying to is bigger than the lions, and he's bigger than the man who'll throw me in the lion's den. And they threw him in that lion's den. But he was unharmed 
because God was with him. Be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who when they were told to bow down and threaten with their life, if they didn't bow down to the false image of the false god of Nebuchadnezzar, they proudly stood up with their focus on God, and they said, you know what? If we burn, we burn. But we will not bow. And they were thrown in the fiery furnace. But when the king came and looked in the furnace, he saw four men and one like the Son of God. And they were unharmed. Why? Because they kept their focus on God, not their focus on the enemy, the opposition, or the problem. Hey, we can be encouraged today. Take courage. Keep your focus on God. And do what God's called you to do. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. Please let us know if this has been a blessing to you. I'd like to hear from you. And if, you can, if we can be of help to you, let us know. Thank you and God bless.